Episode 450, wait, 495 of the Leakcast podcast. Whoa, we're back in time almost a year, Nick. True. What do you think Uh, was happening a year ago on Leakcast? Probably nothing important at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockards. Heyo, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. This is actually Colton from the past. Whoa. Uh, Yo, on this week, we've got uh, five new patrons. Shout out to all of you. Um, so a little bit of leakcast news. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of new news that um, actually came out today. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is hot off the hot off the presses. Uh, we've got two one starry, only one starry. I, I got excited for a second. We'll talk yeah. about the competitive league um, roundtable and close it out with a, a lot of emails. So Aiden, how was your week? My week was great. I played some League of Legends. I won some games. I lost some games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> overall, not too bad. Though I think both my accounts are sitting D1 16 points. I think they're like within one or two LP from each other. Um, then my other accounts D2 still. Uh, I still do want to make a push for Master here. I've just been a little bit busy, a little bit less gaming. Um, but it's been sounds fun. like you're just hard stuck D1 dog shit shit low <laughs> piss low players. That's it's yeah. funny piss that low. you say that. That's cold. what the kids say. <laughs> Yeah. It is funny that you say that because I've been playing flex with um Kennedy and Trevor uh, just for fun or whatever, and I played against this guy, and he I kill him in lane like three times. He's a platinum, super high win rate Wukong player, mm-hmm. uh, super high win rate by the way because he's carried by Wukong <laughs> this season. That character's nasty. Um, but anyways, I, I kill him and he goes, "Your character's so fucking busted, you're carried by it or something like that." And I'm like, oh, I I just said plat. Because he's plat, right? It's, <laughs> it's his first season ever being plat, and I'm fucking sitting D1 on this game. He's like, you're fucking trash. You're only your ELO because of your character, and I just go, plat. And he keeps typing, like, long-ass sentences, and I just go, plat. Uh, and he's just you. losing his goddamn <laughs> mind. And first of all, like, he's also, like, only has this win rate because Wukong's the best he's ever been, and Divine Sunder is the best item in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, he has the audacity. This is where everyone in the game fucking pipes up to say... <laughs> You're hard stuck D one, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? What you, have like, s- you have a a very good win rate, right? Like on, on that account, on the, it was it's only fifty two percent, but uh, yeah, oh, okay. I have a D one account that's fifty eight percent win rate. Like, uh, well, even even like, the fifty two percent one, it's like fifty two percent D one having climbed there and probably less yeah. than like three four hundred games. Yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I'm hard stuck D1 though. But anyways, either the funny part of the story was he was queued with uh, a Sona and a Swain bottom. By the way, matchmaking that game is so shit. The the Sona and the Swain were like just bronze players, and they're just having a great time. Bottom. (laughs) Uh, The Sona adds me after the game and goes, "Hey, sorry about my friend. He gets a little hot headed sometimes." (laughs) And I'm like, "Oh, that's that's, no worries, man." You should have just just responded bronze with a little heart. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like. Uh, it, it, it's got to be rough when your friends have to add people that you were flaming to apologize. Like, Absolutely. The fact that they did yeah. that makes me think that that's probably a regular occurrence. Yes, <laughs> probably this, a this regular that occurrence. happens often. And, and yeah. they're just worried like, hey, we want to play with our buddy, but he's yeah. going to get banned if we don't do this. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, I don't man. know. It's funny. But uh, either yeah. way, shout out to that Wukong. Um, shout out to that Wukong. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I do want to say not to to give this guy any merit, but yeah. I mean we're all aware of how shit of an argument Platt is. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, of course. I'm just doing it because yeah. like he's obviously yeah, no, hot headed, right? I'm not doing, doing it for the meme. You're doing it for the meme. When the counter argument is D one, like I think Flat's a good argument. Hard stick D one. No, yeah, but I think I just wanted to get it out there that none of us believe that because you are whatever rank it, it might be that your opinion doesn't matter but uh yeah it's just one of those things that you, when the guy immediately like, just pipes up because he's like mad that i solo killed him it's just like oh he's gonna fucking explode this mm. game <laughs> so uh yeah. i was right but uh anyways uh good story uh what about you Cole? that's kind of like the rest of my week i haven't yeah. done too too much else uh so my week was pretty busy actually um uh wednesday um evening was supposed to be my flight uh, but that got canceled <laughs> because fuck Spirit Airlines. Uh, they're they're just so great. Uh, so we recorded early for kind of nothing, and then the following day, I took a flight up uh, and got to you know enjoy the the quality time that is being in an airport in a in a modern plague. Uh, but after that, we we drove up to Michigan, uh, hung out for a bit, went to a friend's wedding, so that was all pretty fun. Uh, and then we got to head on back, take like a 4 a.m. flight back home and go to work that day. Uh, so that was fun. Very, was very tired the following day. I don't know exactly how that worked out, but maybe my, my exhaustion also, their flight got canceled. So it didn't catch up with me until <laughs> the following day when I think I was like crashing at like 9 p.m. Um, but, wow. uh, throughout the weekend, I played a whole bunch of Legends of Runeterra because I had a bunch of free time and not my laptop or a computer. So guess what I did? I played a game that I can play on my phone. I saw um, you were on it like nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've been playing a shit ton of that. I, I've been going through like the challenges, uh, grinding all those out. There's so fucking many of them. I've um, done one. To teach you, well, like all of the challenges are like supposed to teach you the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, if it had told me that, I probably would have done them earlier. But mm-hmm. I did like two or three, and then I started just like playing with like a, a default deck, and then I started like buying cards and making changes. Uh, did a little ranked to get through iron, so I'm like bronze four, and that's where I stopped. Hell yeah. Um, and then I've just been like playing normals, and then jumped into labs a little bit. Uh, yesterday and today so i'm playing through the the bilgewater labs uh playing as misfortune right now but yeah i've been enjoying the game uh there's a couple you know frustrating mechanics but i don't want to complain too much because i'm just really unfamiliar with Mm -hmm. what counterplay there is Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things that my freljord deck can't do and can't really deal with uh, but I'm sure that there are counters to that with other cards and decks. It is funny because I think the the one of the most common complaints, especially I think from Nick, is uh, that Frostbite is a fucking horseshit mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Frostbite, I think, in and of itself is frustrating, but not the worst. It's Burst yeah. Frostbite. Yeah. That is, it, there's, that is literally zero counterplay. Like, mm-hmm. Other than also a- having a Burst buff card. Either yeah. a burst buff card or, or like a faster burst counter spell. Yeah, but it's like... I, I mean there is no, I mean there is no counter or counter to a burst spell, which is the the hard part. Yeah, burst. Yeah, you can't counter spell burst stuff. Yeah, you just have to literally have a. Oh, burst you can buff only do it too. if it's fast or slow. If it's fast or slow, yeah. Yeah, burst oh. is just instant. Yeah, hmm. I didn't. <laughs> That's know what that. I mean. Like only thing, only yeah. counter is like having a burst buff to counteract. 
be frostbite. I, <laughs> I guess the counter would be spell shield then. Yeah. But or like swapping cards out with like the recall mechanic. There's like a couple mm-hmm. things. It's just it, it is it is like a little bit crazy how strong it is for yeah. low mana like spells and stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah but so that's been uh, that. So I've got a like a a weird uh, like buff up a couple characters deck, which is like a Trundle Soraka de- or no, it's a Trundle Zoe deck, I think. Mm-hmm. Right now, that was eventually was it started as the Brom Soraka deck, <laughs> and then I made changes and changes and changes, and now it's. Zoe Trundle, and then I also have a Poro deck that's all Freljord, which Hell I only yeah. have Braum in. Uh, I think Braum is kind of a weird champion where it's like, he seems so good on the surface, but I feel like he's just not. I, I think he's a great card that just happens to have a lot of counters. Yeah. Maybe like that's it. Culling, yeah. Or uh, what is it? Cull? The kill a unit with three or less attack <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just sucks <laughs> yeah it's it makes me sad a lot of times yeah. but yeah so uh been having fun experimenting with my poro deck and starting to get that better and better as i unlock more cards uh obviously no actual league of legends because i did not have a computer uh same thing with tft so that is pretty well my whole week so i will hand it over to you nick uh, I played a little bit of League this week. Um, got a little, a couple more games in of the rotating game mode. I, it was one of my favorites. Um, I was talking to Aiden and um, a couple other people while we were playing in ARM yesterday. I really think it like this is the perfect example of a game mode that could just be combined with any other game mode, and mm-hmm. I think it would mesh really well. I think like one for all ultimate spellbook would be super fun, you know, but. Uh, We'll see. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it was pretty balanced for the most part. Um, I don't think there was a character that just like felt way stronger than any of the other ones, which was nice. It very much um, felt like they put a lot of testing into like the PB mm-hmm. and stuff. Like you constantly saw balance changes going through and stuff. Even when it was on live, there was balance changes, which mm-hmm. was nice. Like they removed stuff that was OP, and it was good. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, one of the earliest ones was removal of Trinimere Ultimate, which uh, <laughs> yeah. was like the only thing that was truly frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I think after that, it was uh, it was pretty great. So, so one I'm, more, I'm, okay. sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna just say like one more thing about Legends of Runeterra, which I'm not sure if maybe I just haven't seen this part of it yet, but like there's so much open there for them to elaborate on lore that mm-hmm. they're just not. Like there are all of these cards of these like creatures and landmarks and spells from these places. And there's just, like, no flavor text at so, all. Um, so there's a little bit, uh, you know, you just have to examine the cards. Yeah, um, it's not very much, but yeah. Yeah, but usually it's, like, a blurb or two. I think my favorite in the game is, uh, like, Aurelian Soul, um, which I don't want to spoil, but uh, <laughs> it's very good. We'll get to it in the meat of the show, but, like, the the final, like, um, uh, region is coming out in uh, Legend of the Runeterra. Ooh. Um, and like i feel like all their cinematics have been like just as good if not better than like league cinematics so yeah, uh, we sure. got another one of that those can't so. wait for kamungu yeah <laughs> <laughs> kamungu you know is just shirima now man yeah we'll talk about it on the show but it's okay, uh okay, bandalwood gotcha. it's um for like yordles and stuff oh, cool. so they're they're now allowing you like champions to have multiple um regions oh. for example like timo oh, is bandalwood yeah. piltover and fizz is um whatever fizz is normal water yeah yeah <laughs> awesome yeah it's cool cool um as for the rest of my week i've been playing 
so much Darkest Dungeon uh, yeah. any time that I can. It is such a fun game. Um, it's really hard. Did you really try the hard. pro tip that I gave you last week? Uh, I, I didn't yet. Um, well, no wonder you think <laughs> turn it's the hard. Lights on. Yeah. Um, but it's it's extremely rewarding. Uh, it, it pays off to pay attention and to, um, to just kind of experiment. Uh, but it, it's very fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. Do you do you think your years of living in dark bedroom have <laughs> yes, made you more more like adept at playing that game? Yeah, I, I do actually. You were born in the darkness, <laughs> darkest dungeon, just adapted to it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Nice. Um, but I think that's it for my week. Uh, so let's jump into the show. Shout out to our five new patrons: Levi spells evil, Aaron, uh, Yukamaru, Silent, uh, Selenity, uh, and Cheats. Thank you for your uh, for, for your support and enjoy the extra content you guys have have access to. I can't. Uh, Aiden, do we have any? Sorry, good. <laughs> I was gonna say I can't wait to read cheats in the in the list of everyone because mm-hmm. it's gonna be like Colin. Cheats. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. Uh, Aiden, do we have any leakcast news? We do. Uh, so Z talks are coming soon. Uh, not next week, but the week after, we're recording our one for August, and we'll also be recording our one for September. But I probably won't put it up till actually in September. Yeah. But we're going to record both those because I have some free time. Uh, so those will go up, and we'll have them up on our Patreon for one dollar, or you can check our YouTube channel one month after, and uh, you can you can watch them. So those will be up soon. Uh, also, I was talking to the boys before the show. But episode 500 is coming up uh, uh, September 15th, I think is the date. I think September so. 15th is episode 500. So we're doing some fun stuff. We're going to have a, probably a regular show that's like more like League Cast focused than League of Legends focused. Um, so if you do want to send in like a episode 500 email, make sure you send that in like the week before. Um, we'll probably have a roundtable question dedicated to that. And uh, we're going to be doing an episode of uh, Geoparty uh after the show probably won't be in the audio episode just because i i've made it kind of a lo- like very visual uh focus this time with a couple of categories um but it will go up on our youtube channel so you can check that out i uh got 10 out of the 12 categories finalized uh this week so Ooh. hell yeah so hopefully that will go well but uh either way uh be uh ready for that it's gonna be fun yeah episode 500 is gonna be hype i can't wait to see nick's proposal of 500 new champions with full kits yeah <laughs> Um, you finished awesome. that right buddy yeah i'm working on it oh, okay <laughs> uh let's jump into the new news uh so patch 1116 is uh the the patch notes are out um we'll just jump right into it uh diana's passive is going to deal uh less damage to uh to monsters or hitting diana jungle uh, i i don't personally think this is going to be a big change but maybe it'll, it'll bring her in line a little bit it will help. It will like affect her Baron like uh, clear speed. That's, That's like the true. biggest thing. Like yeah. she fucking melts Baron faster than <laughs> any carries currently. Well, so. they yeah. they nerfed it to non epic monsters. Oh, like, I think her so it's still she, her so, ba- yeah. So nothing. Yeah. So That's she crazy. still yeah. shreds Dragon and Baron and Herald. It's just when she steals Raptors from your jungler, she does it like 0.5 seconds slower. Yeah. yeah so think- the thing is, she's still gonna insta clear it with mm-hmm. a little bit of ap but her initial clear will be will be slower yeah, yeah. that's fine uh she definitely probably is too strong in the jungle i think she's like stronger in the jungle than mid and this will hopefully mm-hmm. like bring them back into line with one another so that's good yeah um next is fiora her e cooldown is increased later uh i don't care for that really um i would like to see her w like have changes rather than her e but that's fine mm-hmm. to me 
Yeah, I mean, it's two seconds at max rank, but at that point her Q's already on a one-second cooldown, and she's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jarvan, the fourth, not to be confused with his father, uh, passive damage increased. Our bonus damage ratio increased. Are we getting a full AD lethality Jarvan back? 180% AD ratio on his ult? It, it's wild that his passive is this bad, right? Like, it, it should just be 10% max health. No, it shouldn't. 10% current health is so yeah. much. That's a lot, it, Nick. I mean, before it's reduced by, uh, like, it's also reduced by armor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, so it's if you passive. have, if you have, yes, but it, it's also like a, like a six second cooldown per champion. That's, I, I don't that's know. good. I, it's, I think it's so shit. That's, I think, I, it's, I think so it's really trash. good. Disagree. It's, so, so I think like, it, it sounds like a lot, but once they get to 50% HP, that's 5%. Like max HP, right? Or, or so am I doing the math? Your first yeah, auto and someone in lane is doing an extra forty damage, though. I mean, I mean, yes, but like any after that, like don't benefit from it at all. Like, I mean, they do benefit there's... it. It's just less, yeah. Like, but, but they're, but still, they're, what I'm saying is like this is just so uh, it's so little compared to other characters. Like Mundo's cleaver does twenty percent current health. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so here's... and has a static four second cooldown. Well, we had uh, a Jarvan talk. A while back in Zed Talks, and I just had a, a great little thought with this change, okay? Give it some health back on hit, and then have the W either fully reset it on units, or, like, a significant reset. And you'd have to bring the damage down a little bit. But, like, right, so then it helps his jungle, because he has no sustain in jungle, and it's just a matter of trying to not take the damage, and then the W resetting that marking time on champions would be hype. Like you EQ I, I mean, auto W auto. <laughs> or or just have it scale like scale down with like attacks. But no, no, no. this make, isn't make a fix Jarvan. Give the W but, something, man. Either way, I'm very excited for Jarvan buffs. I like this character. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah. some Prowler's Claw Jarvan going on. <laughs> I I, cool. I, I you got, that I'm still nuts. You got a Prowl um, Claw while you EQ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Jin, W damage increase, our minimum damage ratio is increased. So, little little tiny buffs for the, uh, um, mm-hmm. for the fourth man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Karma is getting some changes. So, her passive on hit cooldown uh, reduction is removed. The cooldown reduction from abilities is now flat. The Q base damage is decreased early. The cooldown is increased early and decreased later. Cost is decreased. Q2 initial damage is, is increased. E base shield is increased later. Bonus movement speed is now flat. Defiance now only grants allies bonus movement speed. So lots of karma changes. Um, it, I, I think they're trying to take power away from her early games, uh, which is like a little bit crazy at times. It's weird because karma is like a super low win rate support in solo queue, but she's really, really strong like as a character, I think. I think she's just like... I don't know, I, I don't think she just, like, rolls over people, f- like, freely, I guess is the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Right? Yeah, I'd also say that this really, really hits top lane karma and, like, mm-hmm. tank karma oh, builds. for sure. Because everything else is just a nerf. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, outside of the, the, right, like, everything pretty much got nerfed, but then they let her spells now uh, always reduce by five seconds, and they got rid of the auto attack reset. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know about this. Like, uh, they... yeah, I guess you get a lot more auto auto attacks in top lane than you use uh, support, right? Because you get punished yeah. for yes. like autoing and yeah. stuff. Is the idea? But yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm a, I, like, I feel like this is overall a nerf. 
I mean, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right? yeah. They're, uh, they're they're touching her for for pro play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think uh, we, we'll probably see uh, some more small adjustments either next patch or the one after. But anyway, uh, on to Nick's favorite character in the game, Lee Sin. <laughs> The Omnivamp on his W has been decreased by a flat 5%. I think this is a fantastic change. It yeah. touches... So I think this basically does nothing to, to jungle Lee Sin. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think the jungle is too easy anyway. But this does so much to lane Lee Sin. Uh, cutting the sustain in half because you max W last. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, very excited. Uh, very excited for that. I, it I like is funny. A lot. That he went from being like only jungle to mid and top, and he's probably better top than mid to mm-hmm. like good jungle and mid, and now he's going to be only jungle again. <laughs> like they're just yeah. slowly cutting down his roles. But yeah, uh, and I'm not I'm not a huge like anti lane Lee Sin. Yeah, like, they're I, doing it in I tasteful think, ways. I think. Yeah, you're I, only I think so anti too. Lee Sin in lane when his E one hits the wave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but I, that's a problem with any character. I think <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. Well, especially um, if cool. they're like, I, I think that there are some characters that's fine on wave clear control mages who are yeah, I, literally I built to one hit waves. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, um, not melee fucking diving bruiser assassin tanks. Yeah. That's Next true. we have Lulu, whose W cooldown is increased and her R cooldown is increased early. Yep, she was the best uh, enchanter support in the game, mm-hmm. so uh, they're changing mm-hmm. that a little bit. So this nice. character's still gonna be nuts. Yeah, she's absolutely insane. Uh, next up is Maokai. Passive heal has increased. The E detonation damage is decreased. Uh, I think this character needs a lot more than a little bit of extra healing to, <laughs> to, to yeah. To be so they it's anywhere two percent max health bonus on the heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it went from five at level one to seven, and thirteen to fifteen at seventeen. So I mean, two percent max health is noticeable, but it's not going to make him. A great character. They need to fucking lower his mana costs, I think. His mana costs Lowers are mana crazy. Costs are, but... Or just increase his damage to minions. Yeah, um, like, I... I it, it costs... I, I think I, I saw a uh, um, like an analysis of it. It costs three Qs to clear a wave. And that's, uh, mm. I, I believe, 240 mana. It's just a oh, rebalance, okay. because I would say his best role is still support, right? I played mm-hmm. with a Master Tier Baokai support main. Somehow he's still Master Tier playing that character. I have no idea. <laughs> um, and it's like a weird thing, because his saplings in bushes are probably too toxic for the game, I think. Oh, like absolutely. They're, they're not well, they're fun fucked. to play against at yeah. all. That being said, that's a large part of his fucking kit. Uh, and making them like cost half his mana bar to use like is not good. Making them do less damage is not good. Making him like I don't know. It's just like he's he's in a weird spot where like he, you can't make his best ability good or else he's like not fun to play against. I think. I mean, I don't know. Like his E, I think needs to do way less damage to champions and still chunk monsters because it's mm-hmm. what makes jungle maokai at least a possibility i don't i think three people play jungle maokai i think yeah. jungle maokai would be his best role like for his kid. i think jungle like, maokai it... should be viable mm-hmm. and that they should be like balancing a, a, him around like roughly the same level of like balance for jungle and top and that he's playable support but it's not great mm-hmm. right because like the e is fucked for vision and then he's got a billion CC abilities. Like, his E shouldn't also half-health a character because mm-hmm. he got Imperial Mandate. No, for uh, sure. I, I love tank support Maokai. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but... so I, I think 
Yeah, probably Q doing more damage to minions, if not just more damage, period, and lowering mana. Like, he should be not a, like, crazy bully, but he should be able to fend for himself. Fight back, yeah. <laughs> in top lane. Like, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be losing when you're up, like, 2-0 because of dives, but you still yeah. do. Uh, anyway, Bunu, the miser of, of choice for all real professionals... Base movement speed increased, E damage ratio per snowball increased, buffs to the Yeti baby, plus 5 movement speed, plus 5% win rate. Nice. <laughs> uh, Shaco, Q orange smoke visual effects is removed, and they've uh, fixed a couple bugs with his ultimate. So let's talk about that just for a second, just because I think a lot of people sure. are confused by that change. Um, so Shaco, as we know him, uh, being the three of us who have played for a long time, when Shaco uses Q, orange, an orange cloud of smoke appears, even if he's in Fog of War. So, for the last two years, that hasn't been the case, uh, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. I'm not sure if that was a bug. Uh, I think it was a bug. Um, yeah, it was. It, they literally say, yeah. So, there was a bug where just that smoke wasn't appearing. For two years, there was this bug. Um, so, like, you didn't know if Shaco queued in from, like, side of lane, which I always thought was just a thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then they fixed that bug last patch, and then his win rate dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it dropped a lot. Um, yeah. Um, so they're at, they're just like fully like removing it. So because like that's been how he's been played for two years. That's how they've balanced him around it for two uh-huh. years. Um, so yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't that. see it if he's in fog when he casts. It's just weird because like that's how it was for nine years of the game, and uh-huh. then they introduced a bug where it just wasn't in the game for two years, and they balanced him around that, and now it's normal not for that for that not to be in the game. Uh, so they're removing it again, which is funny. Cool. It is funny that they fucking spend two years fixing a bug. Obviously, they weren't working on it for two years. Uh, and then they go, oh, shit, we need to reintroduce. <laughs> <laughs> Put the bug funny. back in. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, I saw I saw a lot of people were confused about, like, why they're adding this and removing this and what's going on. Mm-hmm. I always thought Shaco did this. But, uh, yeah. Um, Siver, her W damage uh, ratio is increased later. I think it's fine. I, I think it yep. like was almost too low at sometimes. Uh, so ninety percent like is a lot, but like she that's also her yeah. fucking archetype. It's yeah. I I would much rather see Siver be the six item late game five hundred CS Siver yeah. than the fucking Muramana Duskblade Q Max. Like I hate that Siver build. I mean, throw your Q and one to someone, yeah. Yeah, like it. I I would much rather have the the like traditional crit Siver. Like I'm fine with the Q Max being a viable build, but I don't want it to be the only build. Yeah. Anyway, Sona, this is a character. Yeah. Uh, new passive. Ooh. Uh. So we'll talk about the new passive in a sec. But mana costs overall have been reduced. And the aura mana refunds have been removed. Uh, Ultimate now also hits minions and monsters. Okay. Uh, So the new passive changes. They've added Accelerando. So in its basic abilities, grant her permanent Accelerando stacks. She gains plus 0.5 non-ultimate ability haste per stack. Up to 60 non-ultimate ability haste. Once she reaches that cap, uh, instead of gaining additional Accelerando stacks, her ultimate abilities cooldown will reduce by 1.5 seconds each time she would gain gain an Accelerando stack. So again, that's when casting a basic ability. So her her basic abilities get lower and lower cooldown throughout the mm-hmm. game, and then eventually once that's capped, each ability just lowers her ulti cooldown. 
Uh, and and it doesn't seem like that has a cap, which is mm-hmm. uh, obviously going to be unattainable in every game. But yeah, it's, it's really fun. Well, yeah, it's so not it's, gonna be, you it's, can use it. T- it's, it's not like you can use it twice in a fight, but it's always going to be up for fights if like it yeah. goes late game, which is. I mean, good. It, it, let's see what the ultimates. Uh, I need to see what. Uh, can you check what the ultimate cooldown is at max rank? Because I think she definitely could get off two ultimates in a fight if it went decent. I mean, long. we don't know how, how long it takes to stack stuff. Like, we'll know like by the end of the next patch, yeah. I would say. But yeah. like, um, I would say it's probably unlikely. I to think do, based to on what, just, like, hit sixty accelerando stacks. No, hit no, 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 sixty, and then hit also 60. hit, and then hit enough to get your ultimate down to whatever. Yeah, right? just from a gameplay design standpoint, I'm assuming. Oh well, it's like, well, it's, it's it's off of current cooldown, so it's not it's not permanent reduction of it. It's just off of current cooldown. Oh, you're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah, but like if her ultimate was let's say fifty seconds of cooldown, and she's got a decent amount of ultimate, or like total ability haste or ultimate ability haste, and now it's down to forty. Right, if she casts 10 abilities in a fight, now we're down to 25, and however long it took her to cast those 10 abilities, so maybe 5 more seconds before she can cast ultimate again, she can definitely get off 2 ults in a fight if she well, her goes... her ult is 100 second cooldown. Like 100 base. second cooldown at max rank. At max rank. Level 16. So you have to okay. be level 16 Sona as well. Which... Okay, gotcha. So unless you're hardcore maxing ability yeah. haste, you're probably not going to get too often in a fight, but it'll be up every fight. Anyway, mm-hmm. though... Uh, that's her thing, um, and hold that note. Now persists through. Revive. It's her. Yeah. It's just like a bug fix. So like, um, if you get zillion ulted when you have your fucking passive uh, up, it would just go away. But now you get uh, it back. So it doesn't really change anything. But it's nice to have that. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, so a couple minor adjustments to all her abilities. Uh, again, mana costs are down. The mana refund, like I said, is going away, and they are giving that accelerando stack. Um, I believe she. Anytime you damage an ability or uh, benefit an ally, with the exception of your E. Yeah. So Q <laughs> needs to deal damage so. to a champion, and you can get two stacks if both bolts hit enemies. Yeah. Uh, and then her W is it either needs to heal an injured ally or block a certain amount of damage uh, for an ally. Um, so it's not going to be healing and shielding yourself, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and then yep. again, ultimate now can hit champions, minions, and monsters. So it's stunning everything, not just the champion. Sorry, making them dance, not stunning. Uh, but that's Sona. So uh, uh, just she's getting there. Just an early insight on the patch, though. Uh, she's OP as fuck, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Just just oh, a, like yeah. a heads up. If anyone wants to get free oh, before yeah. they hotfix her, or if they wait until next patch, she went this patch she's at 53 percent win rate like today uh obviously stone is not a very hard character so maybe her win rate won't go up that much because it's not like people have to learn her really there she's still the same character um but she's she's very very strong right now um i would recommend playing her as like a uh enchanter currently in this patch so uh, mm-hmm. i think a lot of her items are are very strong right now too i mean yeah. uh, what staff of flowing water plus uh, moonstone have both received buffs up to their nurse yeah so yeah, Sona, the, uh, Sona's going to be nutty, and I think what, there's a pretty decent chance that we'll rapidly see a reemergence of, like, the Sonataric or the, you know, Sona plus whatever lanes. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got something like that, like, right away with how strong she's going to be after this. Good, that sounds fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Aiden, you want to play cool. some Sona Tom Kench bot? 
<laughs> no, I'd rather die. Speaking of Tom Kench, though, uh, Tom Kench is getting some nerfs. Uh, a little slap on the wrist. Uh, his pace, uh, his pa- pace of his passive base damage is decreased early. His Q base heal is decreased. Uh, so they're revert. They're nerfing his passive a little bit. It's not too, too bad. They're nerfing it from twelve to sixty to eight to sixty. So you lose a couple damage early. I know it like uh, was a weird scaling on it. It was like um, the opposite of exponential. Like the or I guess it like. It scaled up faster to 60 in the early ranks. I'm not sure if it still has that same curve or not. I, I haven't seen the curve yet on the passive scaling. Um, but assuming it's the same curve, mm. I'm sure this isn't, like, anything to, like... It's, like, a minor nerf um, for the most part. Yeah, most of that your passive damage comes from the uh, health anyways rather than the base mm-hmm. damage. Yeah. Uh, and then the Q healing is... It's a, it's a little bit. Um, five healing five. on every level. Like, five for Q. You hit, say... 10 Qs in your first, like, before you back. Yeah, sure, that's 50 health, which is, like, a decent amount, but it's definitely nothing to, like... He, he The character's not dead by any means. He's still, no. like, super strong. It maybe just will, like, start making people consider dropping him if like he's gonna if he's gonna get more nerfs and stuff uh personally i think he's one of those characters where he's super easy to play and very strong um but probably actually not as op as people think um Mm -hmm. just he's very easy to play for how good he is right it's like when garen's strong garen's fucking gross right yeah Um, but i I still think like there's just way better top players in the game and i am a tom kench simp so i understand that like you big simp i find it hilarious though that they're nerfing his early game now when it used to be even more obscene. Yeah, just he was not of an issue because people didn't play him, right? It's one yeah. of those things, right? Like, mm-hmm. if yeah. fucking Heimerdinger has the best level one in the game and he just fucking solo kills people, they're, they're not going to nerf Heimerdinger because no one plays it. <laughs> like, But, yeah, it's interesting. Either way, Tom Kench has got off a uh, really lucky patch. We'll see in two weeks if they nerf him more. But it's good. All right. Uh, Vladimir, passive AP to bonus health conversion is increased, and the bonus health to AP conversion is increased. Why are you trying so hard to fucking get this character in the game? One would be be hilarious is if uh, they they went even further on this, and then they just took away, like, 40% of his damage. I don't think Vlad... I think Vlad's in a really bad spot overall, but I also hate when Vlad's in a good spot. (laughs) So, like, I I just don't like seeing... This is, like, what, three patches or... Three out of the last four patches, I think Vlad's gotten buffs. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just scary that like this is the part that they're buffing. Yeah, <laughs> I just, the free stats I, part. I don't want Vlad to be a burst assassin. That's my <laughs> my biggest thing. Like it, one thing I've said about Vlad since probably season two is that he has two ultimates because his W and his ulti are just such such fucked abilities. Mm-hmm. Like. Giving plus twenty percent damage to anyone you hit with R from any teammate, what even is that? He's I just, think it's twelve. But is it twelve now? It used to be I twenty. It definitely used to be twenty on release. Yeah. Um, but if even twelve percent is huge. Like, I I don't understand why a character with like so much safety, so much sustain, a ton of free stats, like, and that strong of an ultimate, like that character doesn't need to be able to hundred to zero like tanks like he can mm-hmm. right i vlad should be a mage who's not one hitting anyone but he's just kind of there and you have to focus him down and like he's gonna keep trying to heal tank i i he shouldn't be a like flash re one hit someone i hate that i yeah, don't want I, that vlad don't disagree <laughs> um cool. but that's that's my soapbox Zinjao 
base attack damage decreased from 66 down to 63. That'll help a little items. bit, I think. Like, he still, yeah, he abuses Gore Drinker probably the best out of every character, maybe, right now, I would say. Every meta uh, character, at least. Yeah. I think the bigger thing is that he's just very confusing to play against with his range increase. Um, mm -hmm. when he hits W, his, like, effective zone that he can just fuck shit up in just triples. Um, yeah. so I feel like that's just, like, an issue. Like, maybe they should just, like, lower the range in which you can dash. Like, even if it's just, like, slightly smaller, I think that'd be fine, but he's very strong right now. Um, next character who's also really strong is Ziggs. Uh, his base mana is increased. His E base damage per mind is decreased and increased later, and the slow is decreased early. So I, I think the mana change, uh, whatever, sure. They keep fucking with the mana every patch, uh, whatever. Um, the bigger thing is, is I think Minefield is a fucking nightmare ability. I, I had a game where enemy Ziggs was turbo fed. He throws down his Minefield, and our entire team just waits. Just sits in front of it, waits for it to expire like any other ability. Except that, you know how long Minefield lasts? 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Yep. Uh, Do you know so what the cooldown on it is? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, it's just like, I think that's an ability that could easily be like a seven or a six second ability and do more damage and you may you actually have the decision of like oh i have to either walk through this or i have to uh wait it out whereas right now it's you have to walk through it because it's actually like an anivia wall that lasts just way longer um yeah just imagine a 10 second vigar cage <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it lasts too long and with a cooldown it's like 100 percent uptime it's fucked and also, so Ziggs is a high, like a super high win rate uh, bottom laner, right? I think he's also a character that has a lower win rate than he should because I think, I mean, first of all, AD carries typically the typical AD carry. I main AD carry. They can't play mages bottom at least to the extent that they can play AD carries. Um, and I think as people start to transition to be uh, mage players bottom, characters like Ziggs and Swain, their win rates will fucking skyrocket, man. Uh, I think overall this is good for the game, having, like, uh, a mage be meta bottom, because I think it's really good to have, like, supports and AD carries learn how to play with and uh, as mm -hmm. mages. But, oh my god, we're seeing the power of mages bottom. They just fucking shit on AD carries sometimes. Yep. Cool. Um, cool. We've got a couple items uh, up next. Dark Steel, you get less uh, stacks per kill, and you lose more per death. Uh, in Redemption has a higher base heal uh, based on your allies' level. Uh, and a 30 second less cooldown. So that's pretty nice. We've got Bandle City Clash happening on the 21st and the 22nd. Uh, a couple ranked updates, uh, and that's in, that includes uh, uh, an updated third dodge penalty mm -hmm. um, and uh, a friend's leaderboard. Oh, they nice. added the friend's leaderboard. That's really cool. So uh, yeah. we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but the friend's leaderboard, instead of having that weird leaderboard where hey, I'm in a league with a bunch of people I don't know. Now I think you're in like a leaderboard with all your friends. So your entire friends list is like in your ranked leaderboard. That's really cool. That's that's a fucking way better implementation. <laughs> Man, but now I can't I can't see other Teemo vanguards. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like the only uh, cool then... thing at all, by the way, with the old thing was if you're high enough ELO, which affects a very small percentage of the play race, you go, oh, that's a pro player. Or, oh, I've played with yeah. that guy. He's a good player. Uh -huh. And it's kind of like the ooh ah like type thing, but this is just a way better system for a hundred percent of the players. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, and then flex queue master and above flex players can no longer queue with flex players ready to blow platinum. Yeah, I read about that. So people, they're just a boosting community for flex uh, because interesting. You could just have a bunch of master tier players queue with a fucking bronze player and just boost them. 
right? Because huh. like anyone could do with anyone, right? So like you could just have the best players in the world duo queue mm-hmm. with like um some shitter and just win every game because they're just good enough to carry him. Hey, um, hey, pick Yumi. Interesting. Pick Yumi so. and press E when I tell you to. <laughs> so I think they're trying to cut down on like the boosting and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. wait, I I don't think the friends leaderboard is uh is live yet. It's not. Yeah, I couldn't see it in there. Yeah, it might not be yet. It says click on the oh oh. Inside ranked summoners rift lobbies. Yeah. Oh, I see. So you it shows you where you are compared lobby. to your friends and stuff like that. I think. But, oh, uh, I see. Anyways, that's cool. Uh, I'm really happy with that. Uh, some bug fixes. None of them are like too too major though. Um, but yeah. And then some skins. We've got uh, Coven Evelyn, Old God Malphite, Co- or Old God Warwick, Coven Cassiopeia, Ari Ash, and the Coven LeBlanc Prestige Edition. They look really cool. They also um uh, are introducing chromas for the Old Coven uh, Zyra skin, which is really cool. Uh, they yeah. look amazing. The Coven Morgana as well. Yeah, yeah those skins are so. I just looked at them. All. I'm, I'm a fan of those all, all of them. They look great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. That's patch eleven sixteen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sweet. Um, let's talk about changes to Lucian and Amumu. Yeah. Yeah. So this is gonna be. A, let's talk a little. <laughs> this is gonna be a quick discussion. I think next week we'll do a bi-weekly on like the overall what this means for Riot's balancing philosophy. But uh, we can just talk about the changes that are coming up and why they're interesting right now. Because uh, there's a bigger discussion to be had with like the Lucian yeah. than, uh, rather than the changes themselves. But we can go to these now. Um. All right. Lucian cool. base stats. So you do wait. Sorry, you want to go into the details or no? No, oh, yeah, just go through them. I, it's just like we're, next week we'll probably talk about. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it in depth. Okay, this so is just, them yeah. pushing Lucian to be in the bottom mm-hmm. lane rather than mid and. Mm-hmm what that means about like Riot's balanced philosophy rather than like, Hey, Lucian has cool new shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, is, yeah. We'll talk about this. Uh, week. Yeah. So Lucian, uh, attack damage down from 64 to 62. So a little nerf. Uh, they added a new thing to his passive ally buffs empower Lucian's next, uh, two basic attacks to deal additional damage, uh, additional magic damage, which scales with his total AD. Um, and those uh, buffs can stack up to four. So it starts one buff equals two strong attacks, and if you got like two heals, shields, buffs, etc., it'd be your next four attacks, <laughs> uh, capping still at four. Mana cost on his W is down. Allies proccing the mark will also trigger his passive. Uh, which is fact. the new passive it's it's pretty yeah. well, poorly written he still has light slinger which is the double shot passive but the oh, new passive okay. as well is uh called yes. uh vigilance which is the yeah. like basic attack damage thing mm-hmm. so I see. yeah you get one buff and then like your next double shot you, yeah. is going to do it twice or your next two regular autos are going to apply this bonus magic damage allies can proc your w and mm-hmm. that counts towards this that's really hype uh, and then finally, the ultimate damage per shot uh, is going to be decreased. It scales harder with crit. Yeah. Yeah, so the, cr- the flat damage is decreased based on just AD, but they've now added uh, a scaling for the number of shots with your critical strike chance. So you can shoot up to 47, I think it was, or something mm-hmm. like that, I yep. think I read. Um, shots if you go full crit. So I think this does kind of put them into a crit build, but overall, I like the mm-hmm. the changes themselves. Uh, I guess is the the thing. Yeah, and I I do like the idea of like his gun being empowered a little bit, especially like in with the the Sentinels of Light event just having happened. Like 
the idea that his guns were like and they were always kind of a big deal that like his <laughs> guns were special and so this idea that him as an 80 carry is getting a little bit of bonus magic damage that like you know each of these buffs this like bit of magic is being absorbed into his guns for the next hit like yeah, i think, I that think that's thematically pretty good the initial concern was oh this is lame because i have to play lucian with an enchanter uh but that was cleared up in the fact that uh first of all uh any ally can proc it by like hitting mm-hmm. someone who's hit by w uh yep, and second of all um it says ally buffs empower lucian's next two hits so it's anything that would proc airy is like what i was reading so oh um, interesting so that's the way they've kind of like gone design philosophy wise for example uh-huh. like jarvin's e his flag procs airy uh for mm-hmm. allies so like that would uh empower lucian's passive so they kind of went that approach because they don't want to just shoehorn him into i can only play enchanters with this character mm-hmm. you can play engage characters if you hard cc someone that would like do it just like anything like that will um anything that would proc airy is going to proc his passive so he's kind of yeah. like he can play it with anyone it's just it's just kind of poorly worded i think mm-hmm. and i think yeah the, the big thing is like any tank engage tank etc that you want to play with lucian is still going to be able to proc the hell out mm-hmm. of this because of font of life yeah oh true right like that's going to heal them anytime you auto attack somebody who's been cc'd um uh, yeah you're you're not going to have any trouble by procking this as any type of support obviously right like if you have a character who can spam heals shields etc <clears throat> sona uh you're gonna be able to have this like at four stacks always but <laughs> uh yeah it's not wild uh, and then next up is amumu this one's pretty small you can just read the last part yeah yeah um they're changing his q it now has two charges uh, and those charge up over a slightly longer time, and then you do have a pretty small cooldown between each charge. I think it's three seconds. Yeah, I was reading that. So, like, there, it's like a 14-second uh, recharge system, and then it's three seconds between queues. And then, like, to compensate, they're lowering his, like, ultimate CC uh, and some other things in his kit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think this is a really weird change. <laughs> it definitely is. Like, I don't think it's, like, awful. Like, I'm sure it will make Amumu a better character, but what a weird thing just to go, ah, let's give him two Qs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, don't, it's, I don't know. It, it'll be a buff for the character. The character, the main problem is, is you get on people, and then you, you have trouble problems sticking to them, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have your alt and your Q, you, like, you queue on them, and they, like, dash away, and then you just have to walk after them slowly, right? So this yes. is cool. I just think it's weird. Yeah, so what they should have done is they should have just made his Q like camille e, where he can throw the first one onto a wall and then he can cast again to pull it onto an enemy because <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't have enough range already his q yeah. distance is insane <laughs> anyway um, might see some of yeah and then next up we've got uh preseason 2022 changes um, so they have two goals improve and build upon existing game systems and reward progression in a meaningful way uh they want to um change dragons a little bit they're happy with how it turned out uh but they want to create new terrain features that contribute to unique matches and alter how the game plays out after the map transforms and they want to expand on the thematic possibilities of what empowers a dragon and how that empowers your champion on the rift Mm -hmm. Uh, they uh, want to look at items including adding more mythic options for support champs and improving legendary item options for mages assassins and tanks 
Uh, I'm not excited to see uh, to see Zonia's <laughs> on that list, but yeah. that's okay. Uh, runes they want to they're going to rework um, some inspiration keystones and balance the secondary runes, uh, and they're adding objective bounties to the game, um, giving giving losing teams more strategic options to get back in the game through taking objectives. Um, I this is kind of uh, <laughs> unclear so far, but it seems like. Hey, there's an extra 300 gold if you take dragon right now. Yeah, we can like, we can talk about everything like we can break them down one by one, but we'll just go through it quick um, first. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, they want to add some uh, some new systems, including challenges, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, this is essentially going to function as um, uh, like achievements, mm-hmm. basically. Um, the example they gave was earn 120 S grades or higher on champions and ARAM. Um, progression identity updates, which we talked about earlier, uh, a couple patch or a couple uh, episodes ago, um, and I think that's it for the uh, for the outline change that they had. Yeah, so we want to quickly just like run through some stuff and give our like initial sure. thoughts because this is like the first look we've had at what. 20 what's going to come to 2022 i guess and mm-hmm. i'm kind of excited about it um yeah so let's, first one let's preface being... it let's preface it by saying this is supposed to be a very um small preseason compared to the past two that we've had mm-hmm. yeah and we'll hear more they say at the bottom they say we'll hear more about quick gameplay thoughts in september and then in october we'll hear like a a lot more about preseason uh so we'll hear more in a couple months but just like to what at least they're thinking about so dragons as a system i think dragons was one of the best introduction uh, one of the best systems they've introduced to the game in a while i guess um, I, I would agree i um i really like what it does uh i you know i have complaints about the mechanics of it mm-hmm. uh, i wish you know they had later spawns um and i wish you had some insight into what sort of soul that you're going to get um that being said I, I i would agree i think it's a fantastic system yeah so like for example what what would you like to see with this i guess like are we going to see more map changes i was thinking about this a couple days ago so i personally don't like the increased um plants on the map i I think that's like not very much fun like i don't like seeing more blasting plants i don't like seeing more honey fruit uh but i do like seeing the terrain getting torn down or built up or the wind spots um ocean really Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything terrain wise i i guess bushes it's got bushes yeah yeah um but like I, i think that's a good direction i would love to see those almost dialed up a little bit more uh like the map gets even changed more than it has um Mm -hmm. i I feel like that was done super super well uh overall i guess yep yeah i I agree i like it i think yeah that definitely like if they wanted to full send more into those Mm -hmm. terrain changes and i think like even if they wanted to again yeah I, i i don't like the more plants but i feel like they could make some of the like effects have a little more like good and bad i guess um like my my immediate thought would be for the the wind soul where it's like Mm -hmm. the wind is blowing in a direction so it's either going to speed you up or slow you down oh right like so if you are running into your jungle like you need to be aware of which area you know the wind check is check the forecast well, no but like <laughs> before you leave base is Jenna uh-huh. immune to it but I, yeah. I i think that that could be interesting and then like i would yeah. imagine for infernal maybe it's like if you there's stand... fucking zones of fire that you get hurt in if you yeah right it. like it's like they maybe where they where the bushes burned down 
maybe they are still bushes there that are on fire, and it's like, you can use this bush, but you're going to take, like, 10 damage a second or something. Mm-hmm. Just, like, cool, um, like, ways to take that at mechanic mm-hmm. and, like, push it to the, yeah. like, nth degree, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. uh, my only other question I have here is, do you think that they should or will introduce another dragon? Like, another type of dragon? Um, I think they could. Yeah. I don't know if they should. I feel like four is a, four is just a good number Yeah. for, for this sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, I... I would be okay with it, but I think they'd have to change up a lot to, to justify more than four. Like, the the buffs, I think, would have to be smaller, and it'd be tough mm-hmm. to come up with, like, a bunch more and then have it to balance all of them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it would be super sick to get other dragons. Yeah, but... like... Uh, of course, there's, like, some, like, crazy ideas that I'm sure, like, community can come up with. Maybe we'll ask that as a roundtable question next week. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, I guess one more question that came out of that is, do you think that we have the right number of dragons? They already said that they don't want to change the game time. They're happy with the game time being, like, 25 to 30 minute average. Uh, so we're not going to see, like, them just move dragons back, right? Like, fully. But we could see systems like... Uh, making it so soul is on dragon three but making it so they spawn later have a longer duration between them uh Mm. so it's a similar game time but like less of a uh requirement because i i personally think that i think it works fine currently but i do think it's a little bit clunky that if you get four dragons you get one type a second type and then two of a third type um whereas i think one two three would probably be like a decent way of doing it um whether or not that's a better system i don't really know it would allow for like uh, allowing dragons to spawn later into the game if they want to keep game times the same though i guess they should uh they should give like a buff to the person that actually last hits the dragon like (laughs) a stronger buff yes buff junglers baby yeah uh, but yeah i, I just think that there's some probably things they the do. best four is like four's, not a bad number by any best. means yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see them either make cloud soul a more what do you want to call it like a more tangible reward than movement speed movement speed's a cr- crazy op in the game i think everyone agrees with that but as mm-hmm. a soul reward it's definitely the weakest out of getting bonus damage getting bonus health regen or getting fucking just stats uh, turns out uh, Mountain yeah. Soul statistically is the best uh, soul in solo queue because guess what? You just get passive stats, right? Even like you have to hit people to do damage. You have to hit people to get the health regen. Or, uh, Mountain Soul, you just get stats and it makes you stronger. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if like they're, they're going to change Cloud Soul to make it more of a tangible thing or if it will um, uh, in Champions like show you the soul that's going to be in the game. I think that would yeah. also be another interesting way of doing it. But I could also see, and I think this might be a good way to potentially do it, would be like third dragon triggers the map change. Mm-hmm. And then if you like, so if, if my team got the first three dragons and the third one is wind, right? Like, it's a wind map. Yeah. And the fourth dragon would then be, like, a, a post-soul uh, or post-environment change dragon. Yeah. Where it's a, a neutral that would give our team the fourth buff if we yeah. kill it, but would give the enemy team the first buff. So, like, they have potential to still get one of each if they get the next four dragons. Yeah. But if we kill it, it's just, you know, that's the one for us and for then on their elder. Like, I think that yeah. that could be a fine way to do it. And then it would, I guess, alleviate some of the, the difficulty of you now, now never have to account 
for a team having like four wind drakes or four uh, you know mountain it's just yeah the crazy scenarios yeah right it's like anytime you kill four dragons you're gonna have one of each buff yeah i think that, that would be fine and then it would just it would be like once the the soul happens the next one is just like the next in line for you and the dragon is just a neutral yeah, it also allows you to make those buffs, like, stronger, because the reason why you can't, like, well, the mm-hmm. reason why, like, the individual dragons kind of suck wiener is because if you are in the god scenario where you get four of any dragon, it, they're OP. Yeah. Like, uh, and I think yeah, that's actually, yes. like, a really good way of combating that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that Yeah, a lot. and it would also then make, like, fighting for that one particular dragon more of a thing, where yeah. it's like, okay, hey, the first one was Infernal, and we gave it up because we're a late-game team, and now they have Wind, Ocean... And, you know, it's an ocean map. Dragon 4, you know, that we're now fighting for at 25, 30 minutes. Like, not only is this prevent soul, but this is also now, like, we get an infernal buff at 30 yeah. minutes, which is a lot more. Yeah, uh, that's really so that cool. Could, that could be pretty hype. But I don't know. I doubt uh, they'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what they have uh, in store for that. Uh, on to the items. I don't think there's as much discussion on the items, other than yeah. the fact that more items is good because it gives you more mm-hmm. options. Uh, the main thing that I took away from this is that they realized that uh, legendary items uh, should be allowed to be um, niche. Like, you should be allowed mm-hmm. to have, like, niche legendary items rather than just this item is built on every mage uh, because it's a legendary item, which I think is really cool. Uh, more items, the better. Allows for more niche builds. Uh, Going to be really mm-hmm. cool. It is weird that they're focusing on mythic options for supports. Uh, I feel like mythic options for supports is fine and then maybe having giving them more legendary options seems like the right way of going about it but it's, i actually it's think uh, tanks are um supports have a ton of um, um i'm sorry th- supports have a ton of like decent legendary options yeah they do but yeah. I, I i do think their mythic their mythic options are lacking usually it's locket or shirelia's yeah. moonstone and that's kind of it mm-hmm. maybe mandate on some weird some of the some of the less common champions yeah. but that's kind of it i guess know. the way i look at it though is that um legendary items usually provide these like things like uh mikhail's for example is you buy it to anti-cc someone and supports being a utility class i feel like they very much benefit from having like niche items and stuff uh to like kind of uh, flex what your character's good at and what mm-hmm. your team needs. Um, but yeah, I, I guess they are kind of lacking because they can't just build... Very few supports can build into like a tank mythic or a whatever mythic. Um, yeah, you, you really, yeah, you really only get like maybe two options on your character. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can't go many things that aren't, um, uh, I would say, Aegis on like Leona, for instance. You can't build Moonstone or Shirelia's... Um, so I, I like that. I mean, yeah, like, cool. like you said, more items is good. And that's yeah, really for sure. What it yeah. Comes down I, to. I think uh, for the case of support legendaries, I think one other really interesting option that they could maybe look into would be to grant the mythic passive, uh, give them a choice that they get to like mm-hmm. activate on their wardstone completion where it's like, Hey, supports want their mythic item 99% of the time because of its active effect is good on their character. Yeah, But right, like you don't build Shirelia's on Leona because plus 15 AP for legendary is dog shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, but like if you could that buy on or your ward stone is really smart, actually it's cool. Yeah. Oh, but like, if, I like if I could buy Shirelia's and then when I complete my, my ward stone, which is going to happen first in most games, 
you know, I can then either change it or give it one for the first time. You know, say, hey, I want my mythic pass of this game to be, you know, plus ability haste, plus ability power, plus armor MR, plus health, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the, the balanced options are, and they'd have to look into it. But, yeah, the only really scary part is you you don't want solo laners buying cheap support items getting to pick their yeah. passive. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that I, I don't think I, I don't think a lot of people are building specific mythics for the mythic passive. Um but I, I could see support mythics being an exception to this just because mm-hmm. they're yeah. they're a, a good a, a good like six hundred to a thousand gold cheaper than most other mythics. Oh, yeah, sure, or yeah. at the very least, like you could then also do things like, um, like you need a war. Yeah, I, I guess limiting it to Wardstone is. is yeah, I think good. limiting it to Wardstone is like the first one off the bat. But you could also, you know, this only applies to X items, and each item is limited to maybe one of three choices or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, to really prevent certain characters from abusing the hell out of it, but like. Going Wardstone anyway, uh, other than, like, a starving Senna build could be really fucked with this. Uh, But you still have to build a support mythic, I guess. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I I think that there are plenty of ways they could do it. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Um, But, yeah, so is that everything for Rising News? Uh, Just quickly go through the, like, uh, last two parts about this uh, preseason thing. So there's runes, uh, which I think is, like, just a little basic thing. Uh, I think Inspiration Keystones have always been super weird compared to other Keystones in the game. Um, Unsealed Spellbook almost doesn't have its place in the game. Glacial Augment is built by maybe two or three characters in the entire game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. what's the third one <laughs> uh i can't even think of what the third one is uh unsealed spellbook unsealed spellbook and glacial augment and oh um why are we blanking that's crazy omnistone Om- there's another one Wait, is it omnistone i'm pretty there f- sure there's four yeah is omnistone Omnis- in the game yeah omnistone oh, it is there. yeah huh what's the f- is there a fourth one i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty sure there's a fourth right one. now either just- way like uh, inspiration keystones nope, have been three. Fu- just three now. Okay. Just three? I okay. There were four. okay. They got inspiration the keystones one. have been fucking jank for like a long time, and I think them doing a full rework on this will probably be good for the game. Um, and then I think yeah, adjusting secondary runes is like probably a good thing because there's definitely like some secondary runes that you always have to take, and some that you can mm-hmm. like never take because you don't have like mm-hmm. the. You're not. You, there's just too like much value in certain ones. Uh, so yep. it's kind of like fucks yeah. a lot of stuff. And the last discussion point, just really quick, because uh, we already kind of went over challenges and really stuff like quick, that. Yeah. Challenges are cool. Progression's cool. Yada, yada, yada. But um, objective oh, oh, bounties. Sorry. Challenges will be free, by the way. Yeah, they come yeah. out and said that. So you won't have to pay for it like Eternals. Yeah, they're not Eternals. They're more just like a progression system. So uh, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, objective bounties. This is getting a lot of negative feedback, but I don't think it's the worst concept to at least bring up for discussion uh, in Riot, right? Uh, this is another way to... Uh, bring like give teams a way to swing back into the game uh we don't really know what it is nick mentioned that it could just be like if you take dragon while you're behind you get extra gold or something like that who really knows what it's going to be but i don't think this is actually that toxic of a way to implement uh comeback mechanics in league not that league should have comeback mechanics um but i think this is probably the least toxic way of doing it i just think it's like less toxic for the game than um like shutdowns and like gold bounties and stuff like that farming bounties yeah yeah like i feel like this is actually like a really good way you have to play as a team well to get an objective like yeah that seems like a really cool way to imp- implement uh comeback mechanic but Ooh, i just had another thought for the dragon thing on that 
What if it was like the stats went from being like, let's say Infernal was like plus five percent to everyone on your team, and the <laughs> other team got it, and now it's plus two point five percent to everyone. Like it, it it splits that same buff, mm, but now to I don't every think player. I like that. <laughs> yeah. huh. I I don't think you not taking an objective should make you your character weaker. Yeah. I agree with that. But either way, I think objective bounties are a cool thing. I hopefully they're not yeah. done poorly. I think that the worst way they could be done is that like it's a huge amount of EXP and gold that you just get. And then the only that's that's the only reason that's even bad is that you can get a like smite steal, right? And then mm-hmm. that would be like not fun, right? Like, oh, their jungler smite stole dragon three, so now they all get a ton of gold, right? And that that would be kind of lame. But like in general, I think fighting for a team fight and then like winning the team fight and getting an objective and getting like extra XP and gold or whatever the fuck the bonus is, uh, is a cool way to introduce comeback mechanic into the game. So yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So now that we're an hour into the show, we'll move on to uh, the five stars. This one is from Cole four 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 troll. Maybe the only good league podcast five stars. I haven't listened to all league uh, podcasts that exists. But I've tried a lot of them. These guys aren't cringy dorks and seem like normal, chill people, uh, which absolutely puts them above all the other League podcasts I've tried. Relative, 5 out of 5. Seriously, though, great chemistry. It's hard to make an audio medium fun and interesting every week, and they succeed, Cole. 444 Troll. Thank you very much, Cole. We uh, That's uh, that's excellent feedback. I'm glad yeah. we're normal and not cringy fucks. I'm glad you believe that we're not cringy dorks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not I mean, true. We make a League of Legends podcast, so let's be real. Yeah. We're a little cringy <laughs> and a little dorky. <laughs> Next um, week we'll do awesome. a bi-weekly on uh, like riot forcing characters and other rules. Yeah, but we're kind of a little bit short on time this week, so we'll do that next week. But we'll talk about yeah. uh, competitive league for a little bit. LCS cool, cool, cool. finals, baby, back to LA. Yeah. So with uh, Delta variant and COVID on the rise again, they've uh, shut down LCS finals uh, being in New Jersey. Um, very sad for the people who plan to attend, um, but probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, as for playoffs, um, I mean, has LEC started? No, they start know. this weekend. Um, okay. But for <laughs> NA, we saw a couple games. We saw EG versus yeah. Dig in the least competitive series I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. What a surprise. EG is just the better team than Dignitas. Um, but And then we saw the Team Liquid Cloud9 series, which I thought was really interesting. I thought it would be a little bit more competitive. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Cloud9 do really well versus Team Liquid all split. Uh, of course, Team Liquid wasn't at full strength most of the split, I would say. Um, yeah. But Team Liquid looks like, holy fuck, they played well that series. It was really, really Alfari good. fathered Fudge in that game. Fudge he, he played probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what I took. Alfari's very good at the video game. Yeah, um, th- there are a lot of weird things that were, like, done in that game. Like, Perks had a mm-hmm. really bad series to the point where, like, of course, Reddit needs to make a fucking hate thread for him. No, no, uh, no, no. It's not a hate thread. It's just a... I'm just asking the question. I'm, I'm not hating. I'm just asking I'm the not question. Hating. I'm just saying, is Perks really <laughs> worth $11 million? I don't know, man. I, I think he might... He could be. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, yeah, it's, it's super weird. Uh, I think Perks is, like... He's still, like, a fucking top five mid laner in LCS. Uh, this split... And this was a bad split by him. Last mm-hmm. split, he was a top two mid laner in LCS, even though that was still, like, I would yep. say not the best perks we've seen. Uh, at perks' is best, he's, like, the best Western, Western mid laner in the fucking, in the West, right? Like, but, I don't know, he's just uh, let's playing. Not, let's not forget that he also has to play with that stupid-ass baseball cap on because Riot won't turn on the fucking lights. Yeah, it is weird that, like, I saw him pull that back out, so I'm assuming he still had, like, issues with that. 
but yeah um That's either wild. way that is team, insane to me <laughs> team liquid looked really fucking good in the series i'm i i mean i thought tsm was definitely the favorite versus both mm-hmm. of them but now i'm questioning it a little I'm bit sweating so. a little <laughs> yeah so uh next week we have team liquid versus tsm or sorry this upcoming weekend we have team liquid versus tsm and eg versus 100 thieves i think or do we have all four games as well uh we had actually also uh, have mortals dig and believe Golden we have i believe we have all four i think um i think matches start thursday tomorrow uh yeah i'm trying to pull up the schedule but i i really don't like the lolly sports uh website yeah so uh games start thursday with a mortals versus dig friday gold guardians cloud nine saturday eg 100 thieves and then sunday T- uh, team liquid uh tsm i think like gotcha. it's, I, it doesn't really matter who wins out of immortals dig they're probably the worst two teams in yeah like, i honestly think golden guardians might be better than immortals and dig right now uh personally uh, either way, I think it's pretty safe to say who cares who wins the first match. Cloud Nine's probably going to beat Golden Guardians, um, and then I don't know who's going to win out of EG Hundred Thieves. EG Hundred Thieves is probably the closest matchup to be honest this week. So. Probably, probably. Uh, I I think I would put it on par with Team Liquid TSM. Um, but boy, EG looked. Uh, it was Dignitas, so let's <laughs> let's preface it with that. But boy, they looked very good. Yeah. It is interesting. Once again, the format is top three teams from this tournament go to Worlds. So therefore, the winner of EG 100 Thieves and the winner of Team Liquid TSM uh, will secure a world spot. So mm-hmm. these are big, very important matches. <laughs> yeah, it's very early in the tournament to, to be determining to, to be determining a uh, world spot. But uh, I'm excited, man. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting. So uh, we'll have to stay tuned for that. We'll talk about it next week. Awesome. Uh, let's do the roundtable. Yeah, so last week's roundtable question was, who is your main, and who do you play when they are banned? And we got, like, actually a billion responses on all of our uh, different social medias from our Twitter. We got one from uh, Sconce, or Sconce, and his he said, I main Orin, when he's banned, I pick... Uh, Based on who my opponent picks, into heavy auto attack, uh, into auto attack heavy bruisers like Aatrox, I pick Malphite. Into duelist bullies, I pick Fiora or Darius. Sorry, like Fiora or Darius, I pick Yorick. Into other tanks, I'm gonna. Uh, if I'm going first, I pick Maokai. If they uh, go range top, I dodge. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> true. Uh, Selfius said Ezreal and Jin main, Caitlyn and Kaisa as backups, which is weird to say because my backup picks are wildly different. Uh, but those are my four uh, 80, 80s in my champion pool. Uh, and then Chira from the Trinity Force podcast, or used to be oh, a host of Tr- uh, Trinity Force podcast, um, said, Udir, if I'm banned, I fall back on my fiddle, Ramus, uh, or Elise, depending on what the comp needs. But in my experience, anything I can use anything i can use to be a nuisance is a benefit in pushing games uh, more <laughs> towards win. That is a really good play style, just fucking like, annoying teams and like making them play around you. But The old... Uh, uh... Uh, the old new new play style. Yeah. I will make you useless while I am also useless. Fucking yeah. You don't get to play the game. <laughs> uh, from our Facebook, Daniel said, "Ban my Pike. You just activated my trap card. Pocket Leona. Quite frankly, it's their problem that they banned my subpar champion so they can face the wrath of the CDR Rush Leona. <laughs> that is funny though. That they just ban your character so you have to play a better. So you character. pick a better one. Yeah. I I know when uh when I'm playing with uh my what Trevor my duo all the time. Sometimes he'll be like be trying to learn a new character and they'll ban it. And then he'll have to play something he's good at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, we'll be, like, on a smurf, and he's trying to, like, learn, like, Kiana or something. And someone will ban Kiana, and then he'll have to play, like, Diana, which he's, like, fucking master tier playing. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> um, Elliot said, my main top is Gwen, and she's never been banned or picked anymore since her nerf. My main mid is Lissandra, and she's never picked or banned. True. 
from our Discord, we got billion answers. Uh, one from Jetledge, he says, I mainly own in Galio, which means they both usually aren't banned. However, if one gets banned and I'm feeling froggy, I'll play Zerath <laughs> and constantly poke them and piss them off. Uh, T1 Sharko said, uh, Sethu is my most played uh, champion mid since its release, and if he gets picked or canned, I go back to my roots and play Fizz Gerald. I love the pull of 200 years of gameplay design experience. <laughs> I hate what he's saying. I yeah, the words he chose. <laughs> and my last three from our Discord, one from Tcon J. He says my top two mains are Nivia and Mid, currently 330k points or so, and Thresh support support around 300 points, 300k points. Uh, I haven't played too much this past year, but I also play Karma Mid and support as well as Nami as a backup. Yanis said I play Brand as my main for a pretty long time. It kind of felt satisfying one one satisfying one shotting their whole team without any skill shots, only by pressing R. Other than that, I don't have a main champion anymore. Playing champions is just way more entertaining than playing only one or two on certain positions. Although escaping bronze and silver is not that easy anymore. True. Uh, and last but not least, one from Baron von Bagel, and he says, "My main is Wukong. I swear I've made him since the season three. I'm not a." bandwagon hopper uh but if he's banned i'll go with trindamir nasus or Jax. i guess i'm a split pusher at heart it is cool playing like a similar play style with all your like backup picks and stuff mm -hmm. it's really interesting yeah. uh anyways this week's roundtable question is who will be this year's victorious skin i feel like i've made a prediction and i don't remember what that is but i'll i'm gonna say uh at this point probably Lee Sin. uh i think this is one of the most um Lee Sin, like heavy metas mm -hmm. we've seen uh he's a an extremely popular champion been around forever doesn't have a victorious skin so i'll, I'll say victorious leeson yeah so um just like a reminder to our listeners a lot of people are confused at how they choose victorious skins um so they only have a couple of rules one is they can't get a victorious skin if a they've already had a victorious or conqueror skin so meaning they won't do like a nautilus or a karma because they have conqueror skins they won't do a vic uh uh, or championship skin as well. So they won't do championship thrash. They won't do conquer karma, like because those characters have those skins. Um, mm -hmm. They can't be in the same role as the previous uh, victorious skin. So last year was Lucian, so they won't do an eighty carry one this year. Um, and then they don't have a skin coming out, which is knowledge we don't obviously like have. But uh, yeah, and it won't be a character that's going to get reworked at some point. But uh, anyways, so it, I I think they have like an unspoken like it's got to be something that's been pretty important and competitive for for sure. Year. Uh, yeah, it's definitely always been like something that's been a little bit more prevalent. Once again, it's probably prevalent mm -hmm. nine months before it comes out because it takes a yeah. long time to make a skin. Um, so my guess is I was looking through all the skins. And so they've been Victorious Jarvan, which was a jungler. Victorious Jana, which was a support. Victorious Leash, which, which was a jungler. Victorious Morgana, who was a mid laner at the time that she was released. But you could argue the support, but definitely mid at the time. Victorious Sivir, AD carry. Victorious Maokai was a top laner at the time when he was when he was released. Uh, Victorious Graves, jungler. Victorious Oriana, mid. Victorious Aatrox, top. Victorious Lucian, AD carry. Mine is a Victorious Senna. I think that Ooh. makes the most sense. Not I was only, thinking Senna too, Aiden. Not only does it pair well with Victoria's Lucian, who got it last year, it is a new role, a role which there's only been uh, one, two, if you want to count Morgana, even though she was a mid laner at the time, mm -hmm. uh, Victoria's skins for, uh, and she's been super meta like all year. I think it's like meta the perfect the lore storm. As well. Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking I Senna, like Senna too. I, I, I like Senna. That'd be really cool Victoria's playing double Victoria's Lucian Senna bottom. Ooh, mm -hmm. Absolutely, It'd be crazy. I feel I feel like Lucian Senna is probably what Riot meant to do with Zyrakon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, 
Yeah. So if you want to tell us uh, what character you want uh, to see for the Victoria skin this year, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, our Twitter at Leadcast. Send us email mail leadcastpodcast.com or come into our roundtable and post in our come into our Discord post in our roundtable section, uh, <laughs> leadcastpodcast.com slash Discord. Cool. Uh, we're going to move into mail fight. We're going to kind of go through these pretty quickly because it's already uh, pretty late into the show. Um, first one is from Monday. Hey, guys. After your discussion last week, um, I just wanted to comment about how toxic other games can be. Uh, for the record, if someone adds me after a game, I never accept, so I avoid the po- the flame post game. One of the games I played a lot of is CSGO, and people are fairly toxic and competitive, although maybe less often than League, maybe due to voice chat. Flamey usually comes from younger people. The community calls them squeakers. <laughs> uh, it could sometimes be a step up from League Flame, though, because of voice chat. I guess it feels a lot more personal. Plus, muting their voice chat is sometimes not a great idea since you miss important callouts. In another game I play Hearthstone, since there is no text or voice chat, but they use emotes similarly to the way we use pings in League. Since I don't accept people adding me after a game, I don't experience that kind of flame, but from being active in the community, it seems rather common that people can get nasty in Hearthstone, contrary to what you might expect from a children's (laughs) card game. In another game I play a decent amount of is Rocket League. People in Rocket League use pings fairly similar to League, but I found flaming in chat rather than uh, just pings is less common than in league usually they do things like compliment your goals and saves say encouraging things when behind and say it was fun to play with you and ask to play together next game i can't even imagine this in league it kind of feels like if you are positive in league you are new and haven't been corrupted yet so anyways <laughs> i'm not sorry for the show guys size email monday yeah i think uh i think it just a good job of highlighting that like it, it's not i would argue it's not league that is bringing out the toxicity in people it's just an opportunity to be toxic mm-hmm. you know because this this exists in every game um not not just league maybe maybe there are aspects in league that make it a little more frustrating to receive the flame um but yeah yeah thank you Mundy. yeah thanks next email from ray it's not rise uh, hey, lead guest. I graduated from FSU with a Ooh. mechanical engineering degree, and I'm living the unemployed life because I got to have eight plus years of experience. Because I I've got to have eight plus years of experience to get an entry level mm-hmm. job, mm-hmm. but I need an entry level job to get experience. Because of this weird phenomena, I've found more time to play league. I'm a relatively new player, only playing for about two years off and on because of school. I'm a cane main since the start of my career, and I've uh, noticed that with his transformation, it's always one or the other, uh, where one is just okay and the other is godlike. And you, well, you don't have to say one or the other. You can you just, can just say, say red. red. And, yeah, red <laughs> is just the only good one ever. Uh, there are hardly any times when both have been good, and picking blue or red when the other is just inherently better would be troll. Obviously, there are games where you should go red. Uh, when there's no squishies, tank bruisers except, are needed, etc. Or you should go blue uh, in the case like anyone would get insta-killed by your WQ combo. So my question is, how um, would you balance Kane so that both forms are good enough to play in any game uh, and so that you could play both and neither is egregiously overpowered? Uh, I've always wanted the choice to play both in games that allow it, but it always seems like it's one or the other. Thank you for taking the time to respond, but I will never apologize for the length of this email. P.S. I know a couple of you are Smash fans, <laughs> so I'm going to throw this out here. Hashtag play Project M. Hell yeah. Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Kane uh, 
hater, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, in the fact that I've always had pretty strong opinions on, like, I, I, I'm a Red Cane. I think Red Cane's almost always been the better Cane, despite the fact mm. that I've never played Red Cane and I only play Blue Cane when I do play him because uh, he's way more fun. That being said, I think this season has been the closest they've ever been in, like, power level. I think Blue Cane was actually stronger than Red Cane at, near the beginning yep. of the season, but I think it has slowly shifted to Red Cane just being fucking impossible to kill, does almost the same damage, uh, and healing's just out of control because healing reduction mm-hmm. isn't good enough, even though they made better healing reduction items this season. Uh, a best, the best way to balance it, though, is, like, the reality is is that Blue Cane is supposed to one-hit characters, but Red Cane does a lot of damage still. Uh, mm-hmm. and is impossible to kill as well. So I, I really do think they need to lower Red Kane's, like, damage, like, by a significant amount, to the point where he just kind of is, like, a CC tank that's unkillable, heals a lot, and that's his playstyle. He can't also 1v5... Like, I've seen Red Kane's who are, like, 1 in 4 that can 1v1 characters, because he does enough yep. damage, and he heals enough that the fights are just so long that he just can out-survive and out-damage anyone. Um, mm-hmm. So Red Kane just really has to do less damage, and Blue Kane probably doesn't need to do more he just needs to like stay more in that like one shot shot archetype and then be like a little bit different mm-hmm. different differentiated from uh his uh other form yeah i could i could also see it be that it's like you get your stack maybe just a little sooner and then it's just like you still continue gaining essence and maybe get some other effects mm-hmm. to level things out and to give more strength so that it's like not everything is in what form you choose. You might still get some other bonuses later on that are more evened out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Raze. Next email is from Grubble. Hello, Cast Anchors. First time submitter here looking to answer the question of who I main and or which champion I play if my main has been prohibited for that match. My main champion that genuinely makes me love playing League is Warwick in the top lane, preferred over Jungle. Uh, jungle the amount of times my nemesis top laner has unsuccessfully tried 1v1 me uh, pre-level four is more times than all of you beautiful beautiful men have said it's wednesday my dudes combined it seems that the barrier top paired with warwick insane low health fight advantage is is just too much for some people to account for in a duel that isn't the only cheese I bring to this wine club. When my tall puppuccino is taken out of the pool of possibilities, then I bust out the cled pick. Over the years he has been out, I feel the mad um, Yordle isn't utilized as much as he should be. Not only is he a blast to play, but he also has some of the best voice lines in the game. Disclaimer, I am high silver and have only ever peaked in gold 2 a few years back, so that might uh, be why these picks work so well for me. Sorry for the condensed, fun-sized, petite email, your pal Grubble. Um, awesome. I think Barrier Warwick Top is uh, is cheesy and very good. It's very, very um, strong, yeah. But yeah, thanks for the email, Grubble. Next email from Dippy. This is a swimming hate podcast now, friends. <laughs> Nick knows what's up. Why would we want to swim anyway? Water just makes moving around slower, more difficult, and more dangerous. Oh, but if you don't enjoy the water, you can hang out on the shore. And do what I ask you? Read? Listen to music? I can do that from the comfort of my couch without risking death by Leona. Anyway, I love the culture of gamer names. We have people going by Dippy and Dapper Dodge and even Josh in the League Gas community. Then we have people being professionally known as Caps, Perks, 
contracts faker and my favorite team paid over a million dollars to have expired licorice for half a year <laughs> i think gamer names are the future and i can't wait for them to become super normalized dippy i like that's, that too that's I, weird, cause I, I hate say, gamer names do you yeah i very much you, think it would just be like esports would be cooler if like everyone was like i, I don't know just like went Jason. by their actual name or if their gamer name was like a thing off of their name you know what i mean Okay, I, I do understand that. I, I like that aspect of it. Um, like, all the cool yeah. gamer names, in my opinion, are the ones that are, like, uh, like Apollo. Like, Apollo being... Cause Apollo's his name. Apollo Price, right? So, it's just Apollo. Mm. Like, uh, or if you just went by your actual name, I think that's, like, also cool. I think you can have just fucking <laughs> people being known for, like, their actual name. And I feel like that's just yeah. as cool, personally. But I feel like you gotta, you, you gotta get a... You have to have a good name, though, you know? Yeah, like, but you, you can just have, like... Just be, you can just be fucking David. Yeah, I was just David gonna say, whatever. Aiden, like, it'd be just so funny, like, in the current culture, if it's like, and the mid laner for the Afrika Freaks. David. David. I, I do think it's like, we've gotten past the point of, like, people being, like, Dark Slayer God yeah. XX. Mm-hmm. Like, and shit like that, so it's, like, getting a little bit better, but, like, I still think it's, like, not that cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we all agree that the coolest ones are just single names, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Faker is cool. Apollo is cool. Yeah. 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 Um, also, uh, Dippy, we didn't invent the inside, so we could stay outside. That's all I'm mm-hmm. going to say. Hey, okay. I'm I'm a fan <laughs> of some swimmies. Cringe. You know what? Fight me, Nick. <laughs> Fight me, you little uh, cringe lord gamer. You're probably like four foot nine and super scrawny. I can't. True. I've never seen you. So 800 pounds. Oh, yeah. Mega fat. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to punch you, and it's just going to ripple out all the energy. Yeah. Thanks, Dippy. <laughs> Uh, our next email is from White Phil. F- oh, uh, I was incredibly close to <laughs> sending a pretty long email last week titled "Negative Circle Jerk," but it decided against it because it ended up kind of subjective and negative. So I was really glad Aiden commented on the possibility of it during this week's, uh, and this is in reference to last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to contribute my voice and say that I don't really agree with the perception of casters being negative. I haven't watched all of the games they've casted, but I've never heard Freak say someone is dog shit like Colton said twice uh, he has done last week. Uh, I brushed it off as hyperbole. I also wrote that the main point of the Azale tweet is the ability of positivity uh, uh, that is gone from the community rather than you can never be negative. The casters might have one negative comment every X games, but overall, they are always hype as fuck and positive. The problem is the culture that originates from LS and that type of content creator that seems smart for pointing out mistakes, so that is all they do. If you're positive, you are therefore an idiot in that culture, basically. I'm glad you spoke of that topic during the discussion as well, by the way. I was the one uh, that emailed in years ago saying who in their right mind would hire LS for anything because he... All he seems to be is negative, a negative brat and a bully from someone on the outside who has never watched his stream other than highlights. I was promptly memed on because he got a casting job literally that week or something. Maybe just a personality clash, but I've been in opposition of that culture for years and really dislike people who can never be positive. Always something to complain about. Muted Thorin and uh, Monte Cristo, of course, as they seem to be the worst offenders. Thank you again for the podcast. Wait. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, sorry. sorry go ahead. I, I was gonna say I, I can comment on this like a little bit though. Um, I I do think it was hyperbole what Colton was saying. I don't think I don't think any caster uses yeah, stuff like yeah. dog. I think it's just common nomenclature for like, uh, 
calling people bad and stuff like that, right? Dog <laughs> yeah, no, dog I, water, I have no yada, yada. reference of him saying that exactly. Yeah. Um, but they have definitely said things like, you know, this, this is the worst League of Legends, yeah. and or like this player played very poorly in, in a, a way more than that. Like, again, I've not watched every single match, I think but the one that nick refers to i don't know exactly what it is but it's something like they're not even playing league of legends or something yeah they're barely playing league of legends and like that that's (laughs) i I actually had negative (laughs) comments but there there is a like a level right of like okay at that point uh and i do really i I do agree i'm a huge ls like fan but i think that the way that he phrases stuff uh is problematic at times right where it's fine to point out like that you think stuff's wrong and why stuff's wrong but going holy fuck they're morons for playing this or holy fuck you're an idiot for yeah. playing this that's like where it, it i mean at that point no one wants to have a conversation with you of why it's not good even if they did right like you're mm-hmm. kind of shutting it down um but yeah i don't know i i think i do agree that like uh i don't think azale meant his tweet as like a like i'm i can't be targeted by uh this i i'm not i don't contribute or whatever um but it, it definitely felt a little funny coming from him when there are things that he says on cast that I would argue could be stated in a way that would be uh, more positive and probably not lead to a team or team uh, players getting flamed, I guess. Yeah, and I think there needs to be a big distinction um, between negativity, which I would classify as there. there's no benefit to saying that whatsoever, yeah. and criticism which I think LS does a lot. And, mm-hmm. and there are some times when they say like, oh, that's just, it's fucking idiotic that they did this. Like, yeah. and, and that is negativity, which doesn't benefit anyone at all. Yeah. Um, while criticism would be, I don't agree with this pick. It, it's a it's a really bad pick because of X and Y reason. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that is sort of what I, I personally notice when listening to casters is like, they're, Azale does have a lot of very good insight and, and breaks down a lot of um, re- really like offers really good criticism of bad plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also times when he and freak just seemingly harp on ne- uh, uh, harp on teams and are negative for no, like no reason whatsoever. Um, I, I think freak freak specifically has fallen into like Reddit loves when I'm toxic yeah. and say they're barely playing league of legends and that's what get clips. That's that's what gets clipped. So that's what I'm gonna say. Wow, freaks been um, having yeah. some real zingers this week. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean. Is like yeah. that gets to the front page of Reddit. Yeah, you know? yeah, it, sure. it's not I, the rest of his cast. I wanted to join in on that too, Nick, because I think like the you 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 highlighted the two really big parts of this, where it's like there's straight negativity and then there's criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in your references of LS, Thorin, and Monte Cristo. I think all of these people who are plagued on both sides of it, where generally I would say I'm a fan of all three of these creators, and I think that typically they are trying to offer legitimate criticism about the team, the org, the build, the decision, whatever it is that they're talking about at the time. Um, Obviously, time to time, they are straight negative. I think any content creator is going to have that. I think that those are what's going to get clipped a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's also a generally very easy thing to either say something that is criticism in your mind, but when you don't justify all the reasons behind it and you don't have the platform where it's like, 
if we're having a League of Legends, you know, if I'm casting a, a League game and I say, like, X is shit, and then I'm, I'm about to elaborate Y and what they could have done better, but at that exact same moment, like, both top laners TP bottom, I don't get to elaborate on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's also, like, that they're constantly trying to come up with things to say. Uh, so, you know, coming up with a full argument with justifications isn't as easy as just saying like i disagree with this with the eye test and right like it's, it's a lot easier to say like i don't like that buy than to really list out like exactly why because i think a lot of people who have been playing the game for a long time just have like a very quick eye test where you like you make a judgment on something mm-hmm. um and you have a feeling before you really know exactly why um but yeah, I mean, all of those creators you list you listed have at times been very negative and have said some really toxic and done some really toxic things. And I think that everybody is like that from time to time. And on average, they're pretty good. But oh, but just like to just to give them credit, not that like fucking they need it from me for about all people but i do think thorin and monty have gotten like a lot better about that i think ls still has issues and i'm, I'm a big ls fan but like i still think he has issues with that but thorin monty i think i think do take stuff from a like uh step uh to step back and like more analytical approach um mm-hmm. outside of like just mindlessly shitting on like tsm and like reckless yeah. and, like outside of that yeah. which is i think it's more like a meme at this point um, I, I really do like I was listening to their discussion about like um, worlds uh, they had um, who'd they have on I, I, I don't remember who they had on oh they had um, Raz on and they were saying that like they really do think that NA has a good chance to get out of groups this year um, which mm-hmm. I think as people who pretty obviously don't like NA that's a pretty mindful thing to say and they were saying that like LC- LCK like has like the reality is LCK like third and fourth team that they send are probably going to be pretty weak um LPL yep, is probably, probably going to be all strong with all four of their players, but like the fact that like that they they can set, take a step back and like not shit on people and like give reasons of why NA could make it out of groups this year and why this mm-hmm. is like actually a really good year for NA and like their play looks at least good for like an international stage. Uh, I don't know. It just see, it feels more analytical. Whereas I, I yeah. very much feel like there are other creators that would just more shit on them mindlessly because they know that is the thing that is popular i guess mm-hmm. yeah and i think particularly thorin i haven't watched much monte cristo content yeah. i have watched a lot of thorin content he will take like a very very strong stance mm-hmm. and will straight up call like decisions players whatever dog shit and then go on for 45 minutes to describe 25 reasons why like mm-hmm. like he's gonna have that take of like this player is dog shit trash should not have been hired isn't even good enough to play an academy what are they doing and then he'll talk about it for like 45 minutes and at least reason like why does he have that opinion and obviously you know you can disagree with his premises and his logic like that's fine but like he's making claims that he believes and Mm -hmm. backs up with his own you know whatever research he's done and the logic he's applying and i'd say generally his logic is pretty good um yeah there have definitely been times where i i've disagreed with certain things that he said either based on the premise or logic but again like he'll make those huge claims but he's gonna go and tell you why and he's gonna have a lot backing it up typically yeah he very much dislikes reckless as a player but there's still times where reckless is the best AD carry in europe for a split and he will yeah. admit it right even though he thinks that yeah. a lot of reckless's career is based on just being on like the best team and being fed 
like farm and stats and mm-hmm. whatever but like if reckless plays the best he will say reckless plays the best. <laughs> or if, if, he, if he doesn't think so then he'll explain why which i think is just like i think analytical approaches like so like that like that are uh, more criticism than negativity which i think is just good for the scene yep cool thank you though for the email yeah thanks Dwight. next one is from zachary Hey boys, haven't written in in a while. Little update on my life. I basically quit League of Legends. Yes, Mm. the famous phrase uttered by every (laughs) League player. But it's been almost two weeks and I don't miss it at all. Two weeks, baby. Uh, (laughs) I still... (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) I'm sorry, but it just makes me think of somebody coming into like an AA meeting and be like, yeah, I haven't drank in... uh, seven hours when the bar closed last night (laughs) um but it hasn't played two weeks uh i still love the game and keep up with it along with the lcs but i just don't enjoy playing anymore i wanted to answer the round table though because before i quit i climbed out of low iron into bronze and i know a lot of people that are stuck there my main was galio mid i found that he's very easy to pilot and pretty straightforward along with being able to roam easily and his wave clear is nothing to be mad about if Galio was banned, I'd go for one of my more practiced picks, Nico or Diana, and just try to snowball as hard as I could. Unfortunately, in Iron, or maybe just solo queue in general, it's sometimes not enough and you just gotta take the loss. I ended up getting into bronze with about an 80% win rate with Galio, so I think the, perk, wow. the pick works pretty well. AD laners are harder, but you can still survive and roam better than most. Uh, not counting Talon, because E still doesn't cost mana. <laughs> anyway, hope you guys are well, and I'll continue listening, because like I said, I love this game, and I'd love to be able to actually have fun again. Sent from my iPhone, Zachary. Awesome. Yeah, I would just, like, kind of like we always say, like, it's a game, it should be fun for you, <laughs> and find the part of the game that is fun for you, right? Like, obviously, you still enjoy the community, the IP, watching LCS. Like, you enjoy League of Legends, but... Maybe it's just playing ranked that you don't like, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. just play ARAMs. Maybe only play if you have, like, friends on. Maybe you get really into Valorant or TFT or Legends of Runeterra. Like, there's so many other adjacent things that, again, not saying you need to be doing something Riot Games related by any means. But, um, you know, it seems like you're still very much into the community as a whole. And there's probably something out there for you that's going to be more fun than solo queue because solo queues not a lot of fun a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you, Zachary. Uh, next email is from Cole. Hey, guys. For a roundtable question, I mean, Lissandra, if for some ungodly reason she is banned or picked by another human, I play Ziggs or Karthus. If I go jungle, I go Sejuani. Uh, Nick, if you ever manage to finish Darkest Dungeon, please share on the podcast what do you think of the ending. I rage quit and restarted on a fresh save twice before beating it. It kicked my ass, but it is the best dungeon crawler I've ever played, and the story and narration is A+. Can't get any of my friends to, quote, play that permadeath torturous game. Uh, so I was happy to hear you're giving a shot. Thanks, Cole. Um, I think I've been spoiled on the ending a little bit. I don't, I don't know, like, the story of it um but the player I mean, was blind all along and the dungeon is very well lit <laughs> i'm i'm very excited i'm having a lot of fun um but i will do that thank you cole for the email yeah next one is from bad news bears hey guys long time listener first time emailer just wanted to point out something on the ftx sponsorship with the league and tsm the league used to be sponsored by alienware which also sponsored team liquid so the precedent of a major sponsor also sponsoring a team is probably a big deal just because it's TSM now. 
Also, the top four teams going into playoffs in order, he's saying C9, EG, TSM, TL. Uh, so that's his power ranking for top four teams in A. Did you say C9 first? Yeah. He said C9 first. Oh, oh okay. Sorry, bud. like milk. <laughs> um, when are we making French the Kench the new thing? Dude, if bots? I could speak like more fluent French. Like, I know I'm very bad at French because I only took French to like grade nine or whatever. Um, but like that would be funny as like a stream. I do French the Kench or French, French Kench. And I, I only speak Ooh. French like and type French on that account. I thought this Perfect. was like French kiss. Oh no, that's uh, definitely what it was. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I want, I want <laughs> French Tom Kench. Um, That'd be okay. kind of fun. Um, I, I think that so like Alienware and Liquid is well, it's like obviously it being TSM is a big deal. Yeah, but I think it makes a lot more sense. For Alienware to sponsor the league and a team because it's like a company making gaming computers and peripherals, like it, it has a footprint. Yeah, they're providing like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like crypto stock exchange, like or crypto exchange, is you know just a company buying into the league for awareness and ultimately profit. So it, it's a little different, and I think it being TSM is a major thing. And again, I don't think that anything's really going to happen. But I'm just yeah. I'm waiting for the thread that said like FTX gave uh, this caster eight million dollars to pull TSM's name out of a hat so that they wouldn't go against you know yeah. damn wanted worlds. <laughs> I, I I don't think this is a big deal actually. No. The, the one thing we no. did talk about last week that I think is like the biggest thing is that like because we talked about like. Red Bull was a sponsor, and Red Bull sponsors other esports. The issue, the biggest thing was that uh, it is a public sponsor for TSM that gave them two hundred and ten million dollars, uh, which is probably the biggest esports sponsorship we've ever heard of, ever, um, for a team. And I think that's like the issue. It's not that like if if we found out that Alienware gave Team Liquid two hundred and ten million dollars, it'd probably be a similar news story. Um, but the reality is those deals are probably like multi-million dollar deals but not like fucking game like or like uh esports like breaking i guess uh mm-hmm. so that's like Fair probably enough. the biggest thing is that it's like the biggest esports sponsorship of all time uh and then the the league that they're in also gets that same sponsor so but yeah anyways Yee-yee. all right thanks for the thanks email cool. that was bad news oh i'm bears. sorry thanks bad news bears sorry uh next the email is from White Boy Milkman. Hey, guys. Uh, White Boy Milkman here again. I have a question regarding jungle this week as it relates to an email you responded to last week about things that irritate you about your champion. I've been playing jungle and gold elo for three years now, and I heard this response last week from you guys about the way you look at your champions. I reminisced a bit on my first two seasons of league when I first played ranked, seasons five to six, and I win tricked Vi out of bronze and knew the champion so well and felt so good playing her. Uh, so getting to the question, I was wondering what you guys thought about the way the jungle meta has been shifting so extremely every season, and at least to me, this doesn't feel like a good role to one trick a champion. Because pathing and objective priority has changed so drastically from season to season, it feels more like a jungle is better off learning uh, an A-tier jungler that Riot has a hard time balancing and one-tricking that throughout a season... Uh, Rather than one-tricking a champion consistently from season to season, what are your thoughts on this specifically? Do you think it is harder to one-trick a champion in roles like bot lane uh, in jungle based on their more volatile meta, or is there something else to it? I know I was finally able to break the barrier to gold three seasons ago because I finally put Vi down and spammed Kane and Graves to gold in season eight. If you recall, I sent an email a bit bit ago about how um, I 
just got back to my previous season's rank and have done it spamming Nocturne and Viego. But a part of me does miss the idea that knowing every single voice line about punching, one could think of uh, just by playing a lot of Vi. Thanks for the awesome podcast. I love listening to and viewing your content. Um, We've talked about this a lot, actually, right? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to, to climb as high as possible, I think... Um, one tricking is probably the, the simple best idea. Especially um, for ADC and jungle. I think those are the two most meta-dependent yeah. roles. Yeah, it, it, it helps so much when both of these uh, roles are very volatile when it comes to item builds, pathing, <laughs> whatever. Um, and having just one less thing for you to think about every single game is, is really good. Um, I, I'm not sure if there's a mental block that is you know preventing you from playing as well as you do on other characters um but i i mean vi i think vi is pretty underrated right now actually um so yeah yeah i, I just it's just one of those things where like uh 80 carries like 80 carries are just stat characters and therefore yeah if your stat character is not as good as the other stat character say you're a caitlin one trick well caitlin doesn't build what's end right now and what's end is the best mm-hmm. 80 carry item in the game so therefore you can't build that and you probably get dicked down by like Aphelios and all these other characters that get to build it if you're playing jungle yeah you can play any jungler to any elo but the reality is is if you're a fucking ramus one trick and the best jungler in the game is like a fucking diana or something like that you're probably gonna get gapped by her every game she's gonna clear faster than she's gonna gank more than she and she's gonna counter your character right like all those things are just rough Mm -hmm. but yeah you can climb with anyone anyone it's just like yeah i think those are the two Uh worst rules to try to one trick because of meta i guess yeah it's it's tough i think that there are things like arguments you could make uh i'd say one of the big ones for jungle is that with how volatile the jungle is if you one trick a character and know everything about your character you're gonna learn the new jungle stuff a little faster as opposed to having to learn like the new jungle pathing priority and a new character Mm -hmm. but it's gonna be tough especially yeah if your character is a type that isn't just super good right now um but yeah, I think generally agree with you, Aiden, that yeah, jungle and AD carry are very, very meta-dependent, and if your one trick is not what's meta, you're going to have a much more difficult time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Thanks, white boy milkman. Next email from KC, Haley Cast Crew. I've been thinking about the conversation that started a few weeks ago about Azale uh, and negativity in League. One aspect of that is just the general negative or positive tone of comments, but I've been thinking about another one lately. One of the first competitive games I got into was Magic the Gathering. I remember listening to an interview with one of their casters, uh, might have been Rich Hagen, who said that it was important to be careful about questioning plays. The reason? They're top level competitors, you're not. Sure, you might know that a play is bad when you can see both players' hands, but the players don't have full information and they might be thinking of things that you're not. I think that most league casters are willing to, are way too willing to state flatly that a decision or play is bad. The reasons are similar. The players have fog of war and the casters aren't omniscient beings who make only correct league decisions. Even with obvious mechanical misplays, I think they should give more credit to the difficulty of the game. Anyway, I think there's probably more room to call out misplays in League than in Magic, but I still think that most casters do it too often. I'd be curious to hear your reaction to those thoughts, Casey. 
I, I would agree. I, I don't necessarily like the argument that they're pro players, so they can't like their their decision making and the um and what they choose to do can't be criticized. Hey, hey Nick. Um, Nick. Diamond. <laughs> diamond. True. true. Diamond. Hey, plat. Plat. <laughs> Heartstock diamond. Um, Yuck. <laughs> but I, I I do think um I I do think there's a point. You know they they don't have perfect information and it's easy to see why did so and so player do this action. Uh, isn't it obvious that they're bush camping him um but at the at the same time i I think it it we fall into like the what was it the old dom code of like quote uh uh, uh, of like um if you're not a coach or pro player like don't speak to me Mm -hmm. right something like that and that's just like well everyone can can make criticism of bad play it's just you have to yeah make that distinction between negativity and criticism yeah, no, I completely agree. But yeah. Uh, thank you, Casey. Um, that'll actually do it for this episode of LeeCast. We have um, a handful of emails left to do, but uh, it's getting pretty pretty late in the show. So we will tackle the rest of them next week. Sorry if we didn't get to your email. So that's, um, uh, I just want to like chat them out just so they know their email got yeah. through. Sharko, oh, Pards, yeah. Eli, Coleman, and Chris. Your emails would be read at the beginning of next week or well, the beginning of Mail Fight next week. So Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't forget about you, but um, it, it's getting too late into the show. Um, thank you guys for listening. You can send us an email, mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash leadcast. Watch us on Twitch at Blue Basket and at Leadcast Frost. Uh, tweet at us at Leadcast on Facebook. We are Leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com, and join our Discord, leadcastpodcast.com forward slash Discord, or send us an email to get an invite. That'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week for 496. Bye. Bye. Bye.